What's up, everybody? This is the Handlebar Podcast. Welcome. Thanks for joining us. We are literally recording this podcast, these episodes, in the living room of my home. So you may hear dogs barking. You may hear babies crying. You may hear chairs scooting, whatever it is. Just uh, act like you're in the living room with us because it's where we're at. So we're going to be answering questions by young adults, for young adults. If you're asking questions, man, hopefully uh, we answer one of them you're asking. But we love you. Thanks for joining us. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Handlebar Podcast. This is Aaron Smith. Um, excited to do this episode today. Um, all right, so we got the bowl. Elissa's going to draw. Elissa's got the question. Here it comes. Drum roll. Remember, Sir Beth? Come on, drum roll. Question has been drawn. Okay, how does success in following Jesus coexist? Ooh. How does success in following Jesus coexist? Is that... Is that, can I follow Jesus and be successful? Sounds like a valid question. All right, let me get the, let me get the phone. Let me get the timer. 15 minutes starts in five, four, three, two, go. Mm, this is a toughie. Mm-hmm. How does success and following Jesus coexist? Well, Sir Beth, my lovely bride, how does success and following Jesus coexist? Uh, this is the one that I was like, oh, man. <laughs> Oh, man. Why, oh, man? Well, I think it's just kind of a loaded question. I think my first thought is, what do we mean by success? Oh, that is, is a great Are we talking about the American dream success? Are we talking about making money? Am I talking about building a business? Am I talking about having a family? Like, there's so many different pictures of success. Yeah, it's so true, especially in the Christian walk. Right. I think you have to define success. Yeah, I think that's that's the place for us to start right. with this conversation what around the table is, is defining success. success. Put up the definition. Read okay, it. Okay, we're getting uh, practical. The first patty. one says the accomplishment of an aim or purpose. And I think I mean it's kind of saying like the root of the word means to to come after something or to get to get close to something. It makes me think of achieve something. What are you chasing? What are you yeah. pursuing? What's your goal? So it is kind of an abstract word, but in in our culture, we have ideas of what the right goals are and what it looks like when you've when you've succeeded at those goals. Right. I think I think in the West, I feel like in America, you're a young preacher. Okay. Well, I want to be a successful preacher. You look at other preachers who are traveling, who are speaking a lot, who are releasing content who have books, who... Have nice sneakers. Have nice sneakers. Who are influential, sneakers. Who are influential. Or mm-hmm. I think if you're a young worship leader, you go, okay, uh, well, this band's traveling. That band's traveling. That band went on tour. I guess to be a successful worship leader, you go on tour. Like there's this, there's this false mindset of success that we have put before us. Yep. Because when I think about success, when I think about my life and at the end of my life, and I stand before the Lord, um, what do I want the Lord to say? Because he's not going to say, well done, my good and successful servant, Aaron. You were mighty you successful. Oof. He's going to say, well done, good and faithful servant. So I think when you're following Jesus, the definition for success has to be faithfulness. You took my handlebar. Mm. My God. 
Yeah. I have success mm-hmm. dash well done, good and faithful servant wow. with faithful yeah. in all me. caps. <laughs> no, that's amazing. I think because too, there is a, um, I don't know if the word here that I'm looking for is stigma, hmm. but basically I, I feel like there is this stereotype. No, there is this idea that oh. to be seen is to be loved. Wow. So success equals to be seen because mm. to be seen equals to be loved. And so that's why we can chase after influence because if more people know my name, I feel mo- more worthy. I wow. feel more loved. Wow. Um, where going back to what you were saying, where the Lord is like, um, you won't be faithful to someone you don't love. That's why there's adultery. That's why there's all kinds of things. But you're faithful to someone when you feel really loved and seen by them. And so Mm. to stand before the Lord and for him to say, well done, faithful servant, is like you knew you were seen by me and loved by me. And so your day-to-day, you lived as if it was on a stage being seen by a ton of people. Wow. Wow. So I I think it's beautiful that we define success because I was thinking that too, Sarah Beth. Wow. Yeah. You know, I, you could get into money, and I know we're going to get into money in a, a, you know, further along in this season. So I don't want to get into money, but I think, um, you know, I think about Jesus and the way Jesus lived his earthly life based on what we can see in Scripture, right? Famous Scriptures like uh, the Son of Man has no place to lay his head, right? Mm-hmm. Foxes have holes, birds mm-hmm. have nests, but the Son of Man has no place. Or when he sends out the disciples, he says, take don't take an extra tunic. Don't take food for yourself. Don't take, and in that day, it's like, okay, well, the wealthy would have had extra food. The wealthy would have had an extra tunic. Right. The wealthy would have had, but yet Jesus, he, it's like he cuts through that, and he's like, hey, I don't want you to mistake what success is in following me and being my disciple, so I want you to take nothing so that you have to trust fully in me in my hand and in my leadership to get by. Mm-hmm. And and again, that that to me is a picture of faithfulness of like, man, I'm just following the Lord. I'm just trusting the Lord. I'm just trying to live every day unto the Lord, unto Jesus. And for me, if I can do that day after day, that's success. A successful day to me is when I hit my pillow at the end of the night and I do a survey of my day and I go, did I live open-hearted before the Lord? Was I connected to him? Did I follow his word? Did I love him to the best of my ability? Did I receive love from him to the best of my ability? You know what I'm saying? Like, did I yeah. show kindness to my Did I show kindness? Wife. Was I patient? Was yeah, I was yes. I patient was with I my patient daughter? Was I patient with my kids? Yes. Did I was I not quick to get tempered? Was I you a know good all listener. of those things? Like, was I a good listener? Yeah. I think of these things and I'm like, oh wow, I was successful today. Yeah. My bar for success is never wow. Did I did I get an honorarium check or did I? Uh, make extra money or what does our bank account look like like that is such mm, a secondary conversation to me in my mind when i'm thinking about success for mm-hmm. the Lord. which is great because the things that you listed are biblically like the fruit of the spirit you know like oh. yeah like patience long suffering kindness oh, wow. joy gentleness self-control and so i think it's interesting that like success in the kingdom is you know that living by the spirit it does my life oh, look yeah. like christ yeah. that success and so nowhere 
does it say that the fruit is recognition, that the fruit is influence? It does not say, and the fruit of the Spirit is recognition, influence, all these followers on TikTok, Instagram, to be seen by more people means you're successful, you know, but it's actually like, am I living a life of patience with my friends, my husband, my, you know, children? Um, am I kind? Am I selfless? Yeah. Do I live in humility? Wow. Am, am I becoming more like Christ? Because that is success in his eyes. Um, and I think, too, it goes back to, like, in Philippians where it says, let nothing be done through selfish ambition yeah. or conceit. Nothing. And so I think it's those things where it's like, it wow. is it is that. Because we're is envy it bad and to be successful? Are... Is it bad to have a multi-million dollar business that's booming? No way at all. It's amazing. Wow. Like it's it has nothing really to do with money or with the achievement or with the things, but it has everything to do with like why. I want to you know? flip the script a little bit here. Flip it, okay? Because I love what you guys are saying, and but I think there's another question here. Because it's easy to sit, like, and talk to someone and tell them, like, hey, don't chase that, like, worldly stuff. Chase the stuff of God. But I'm thinking of a comment that a friend of mine made who's a really, he's actually a really successful athlete. He's a really successful college athlete, draft prospect type of dude, like, gave his life to football. And he's, he's killer. But talking about when he was a kid, he wasn't thinking about money. He wasn't thinking about Balenciagas or all the followers on Instagram when he was nine years old, becoming amazing at football. He would, he said, I learned when I was young, if I killed it when I out on the court or out on the field, when I came off, everybody loved me. And so as a kid, he learned success is performing well. Mm -hmm. And so I, I just want to, I guess I want to throw that to you guys and saying, how would you talk to someone like that who's their whole life? Maybe now they're getting used to the trappings of success and that's become part of their pursuit. But really, when you get down to it, what they're looking for is a is approval, is is love from others. What would you mm -hmm. what would you say to that? Yeah, I mean, I think the question, you know, is how does success coexist with following Jesus? And so there's two there's two different routes you can go here. You could talk about success in the world, you could talk about success in the industry. You could talk about success on on the field, right? Like someone walks off the field and is like, man, I, I you know, quarterback walks, walks off and goes, I threw 10 interceptions today, but I did it with a happy heart. So, you know, like, no, bro, like you're Everybody's trash on the field like, today. Uh. You failed on the field <laughs> today. Trash. You know, but, but, I, but that's a different conversation than in following Jesus. Because I think at the end of the day, you, you're going to stand before the Lord at the end of your life, and, and the Lord's not going to look at that quarterback and go, man, you, you had the most, you know, touchdowns of any yeah. like no like that's amazing on yeah. earth but eternally that's that's not going to cross over with you and in, in into you know the next yeah. life like as you stand before the throne when you stand mm -hmm. before jesus i do think though you know i think you're right that it would be wrong to tell an athlete you know it's an example you use like oh you shouldn't try you shouldn't try to break records no you absolutely should yeah. You should try to bust your butt. You should work harder than everyone else, especially because you're a Christian. People are going to be looking at you, and you want to set a good, good example. You know, but at the end of the day, it's about, I think about the rich young ruler, uh, the Lord. He, he in, in the world standards, was successful. Yeah. That's why he was a rich ruler. Yet the Lord says, I want you to lay down, go give everything that you have, and come and follow me. 
Why? Because God didn't want him to have money? No. God didn't want money to have him because money had him. Mm. It was the one thing he couldn't do because he's like, I've kept the commandments. I've done these things. I've done. And the Lord's like, yeah, but money has you. So go give that. Come and follow me. And he couldn't do it. He chose the world's success over success in the kingdom, which success in the kingdom, I'm going to go back to it. It's being faithfulness. Yeah. It's obeying the voice of God, following him day after day. You know, another thing about when you first started talking about what's the first thing you think when you have a desire or a dream is you start looking at the others around you, right? And I think there's like, you hit on something right there that will kill this from the beginning. Because what we're really talking about is who's defining success for you. Yes. If the father's defining success for you, it'll look yes. like faithfulness. But if the world is defining success for you, it'll look like performing and go, how you'll be concerned about the way it looks on the outside, right? Which to me is comparison. And comparison will kill, it just kills you. Mm -hmm. Comparison takes your eyes away from the Lord and puts them on your peers and the people around you. And then you start judging yourself based off that. Wow. And then success becomes, am I better than the people around me? Am I the best at this table? Yeah. Or at least I'm better than so-and-so. Exactly. And I think I, the, where my mind went was it's the last chapter of John. And there's that story of Peter and John. And Jesus basically just gives Peter like bad news about it the end of his life like you're gonna do, do this stuff that you don't want to do and it's yeah, gonna, you're gonna be gonna go where you don't want to go exactly and and the first thing he does is take his eyes off jesus and look at john and say what about him yeah and jesus these words have have held me through seasons especially when i'm struggling with comparison where I'm like, man, I don't think I'm doing well in comparison to the people around me. I feel like they're better at this than me or they're better at this than me. I should just give up. Wow. But what my what this scripture says, what Jesus says to Peter has changed my whole idea about it, which he looks at him and he says, what's it to you if he remains here until I come back? You follow me. Yes. And so when we talk about success in following Jesus, like it it means looking at him and caring about what he cares about. And that just gives, it, it totally settles me. If I put my eyes on him and I don't let like what's going on around me I affect what I think if I'm being good or I'm successful, mm -hmm. it, it's gonna change the way that I live because my paradigm is if I followed you, I was successful. Yes. Every day, if I followed you, I was successful. Does that make sense? Yeah, mm -hmm. totally. I loved what you said earlier, Rafi, of like your friend. It's like, well, if I performed well, then I would be loved. And it goes back to that, like doing the things that we do to gain that affirmation, to gain that love. And I think in Christ, rather, I, I would, I think in my mind, like, the world's version of success is I'm not loved until I reach this point. Mm -hmm. And the difference in the kingdom is I'm loved. So now let me reach this point. Mm -hmm. And so there's, it's like an opposite thing where it's like, and it's why I think people are so tired and you strive and you hustle and you gain and you lie and you steal and you compare and you, cheat and you do all these yes. things it's like if i can get here i know the people i'm wanting love from the most will finally see me and in the mm -hmm. kingdom it's like i start from being loved and so yes. it changes my pursuit where it's like it's so great to get really good at what you love and really good at your gift even in christ 
become the best singer that you can be, become the best preacher that you can be, become the best like at communication, become the best basketball player, football player, dancer, painter, skater, like become the best. Like, I think that's amazing. Even without Christ, let's like be the best that you can be, you know, but there is a, I have a different foundation as to why I'm doing what I'm doing at that point. And when I lay my head on my pillow, I know I'm successful because I'm already loved outside of what I've achieved. Yes. outside of what I'm doing. And I, I don't know that that's just somewhere my mind is going. I'm not trying to like, I'm not saying what I'm saying are facts. It's just where I'm sitting at is kind of my opinion, yeah. but also some things that I've Yeah. Learned, I know the but. timers went off, so I'll end with this thought, but, um, Alyssa, our dad, uh, he said this to me. I don't know if he ever said this to you, but he would say to me, anytime I wanted to do something new, if I went out for the cross country team, I had a lot of success in, uh, high school cross country and high school track. And when I first went out for the team, I remember um, our dad said to me, he said, if you're going to do it, Aaron, might well be the best. Mm-hmm. And for the longest time, I thought he meant be better than everybody else. Don't let anyone beat you. And one day I was telling him like, man, I, I, I wasn't the best. I had been beaten a race and I was saying, well, I, I wasn't the best. And, and, and our dad looked at me and he said, you, you misunderstood me. I'm not telling you be better than everybody else. I'm saying be the best that you can be before God. And that forever is defined success for me. I feel like that's my handlebar. Yeah. I I wrote... Handlebar. Give us your handlebar. Start us out, Rocky. My handlebar was um, my responsibility is to to him alone. If I can can use that as my mindset, exactly what you said. So make that practical. Turn that practical. Well, I think it's like look at him for like, like I'm thinking, help me. I'm thinking. Like, are you talking about like have a whiteboard in your room where you write like I'm gonna live by this? I'm running like I'm running a race, and instead of looking at the people next to me, I'm looking to him to see if I'm doing okay. So you're being validated by the by you're being accepted, you're being loved, you're being okay. Wow, Elissa. Um, I didn't really have anything written down for this one. It felt really hard. But now that I'm here, I think mine would be, I guess, maybe similar, but um, fighting to, like, keep my peace. Like, do I feel frantic on the inside by what I'm doing, or am I at peace with Mm. what I'm doing? And I think that helps me kind of evaluate my why. Okay, why do I feel like I need to do this? And so that would be my handlebar, consistently asking myself why I'm doing what I'm doing. Wow, yeah, that's really good. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's Ask yourself, that. why am I chasing this thing? Why do I want it to end this way? Why do I need that? Yeah. That, I would ask myself that question. So good. I guess mine would be stop comparing. That's what success looks like. We already asked that. I know. Yeah, next episode, Rafi. Next. I'm kidding. Sarah Beth. What success would look like for me is um, being faithful, looking, living for the day where I'll stand face to face with the Father and He'll say, Well done, good and faithful servant. And I think to go along with that, it's living for things that are eternal and not temporary. That's what success looks like to me is living for eternal things, eternal rewards, which I believe the greatest eternal reward is Jesus himself, is the presence 
of God. Um, so I think it's being faithful and living for eternal things. So good. For me, I would say my handlebar is define success with the Lord. Like literally write it down. Get your note, uh, your notes out on your iPhone, your Android, if you have one. Sorry, you have an Android. Uh, get your notebook out and write down, literally define what is success um, biblically and with Jesus, you know. And then every night, so that's part one of the practical step. Part two is every night before you go to bed, at least when you're meditating on this, if you're the one who asked this question, um, ask yourself with the Lord, was I successful today? Based Ooh. on the definition that you defined with God of what success is. Wow. That's it. All right, that's the Handlebar Podcast. We love you guys. So glad you tuned in and listened. Can't wait to see you on the next episode. We're out.